slightly obsessed with um i'm not gonna lie you keep listening and i keep talking so by the end of this you'll know all my secrets sam hickman uh, <laughs> hi everyone welcome um it's been a week it's that's these are these are facts these are things that i can say to you that are true i am wearing so many layers right now that i feel like i am my own soundproofing so if it sounds really good this week that's why because i'm wearing two cardigans a scarf and a shawl because i'm the type of woman who would wear a shawl um that's just it's just how the how the dice fall this week. Hi everyone. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm in front of a mirror this week because last week I got to the end of it and I was like, why am I so low energy? I was so I was so high energy before, and it was because I was staring directly into my eyes, making me believe every word that I said and making me articulate a little bit more and speak a little bit faster. So um, I've moved to the other side of the room, which is really nice now that I have a laptop because it doesn't mean. Um, um, I have to move plug sockets or anything. Um, but I am also, as we all know, paranoid about getting robbed because now I have like portable technology. Like it's easy to steal my shit now. Uh, whereas before people would look at my iMac and be like, that's from 2009. I don't want that. Thank you. Thank you. But no, uh, your home is lovely, but no. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to get into it. What did you do this week? Uh, so this week I played the opening of St. John's Gardens, or the reopening. So there's um, that little tiny green space in between the old library, St. John the Baptist, um, the, the market, and Queen's Arcade. You know that little tiny square? Um, there's like a little alleyway and there's St. John's in their graveyard. And then there's like a little tiny park that's been closed for a while. Basically... Um, Cardiff Council couldn't, like, it's so far out of the way for the Parks Department that they were like, we can't keep opening and shutting this. This is exhausting. So for Cardiff, the um, Cardiff Business Improvement District Network, I don't know, I don't care, um, we're, like, we're like, we'll take on the responsibility of opening and closing this park. And they were like, yay! Um, and so they got me to play there. And I was playing um, my little harp because it was outside and it was... Um, it was it was an interesting day. First of all, it was three hours, which was um, like usually busking. I do about two two and a half hours, and I'm done, and that's like a long day. Um, and this one was was three, but people kept bringing me coffee. Um, and so by the end of the third hour, I was like, I desperately need a wee. Um. And the guy who was like, oh, we'll, we'll come and, you know, someone will come and, and relieve you, um, kind of left 30 minutes before the end. And I was like, oh, no. Um, so I kind of had to phone them and be like, at, when it got to three o'clock, I was like, hi, I 
desperately need the loo, so I'm just gonna pack up now, thank you. Um, yeah, but they paid me 330, £350 pounds for, for that, and I was like, thank you. And then I made, like, £50 pounds just from busking, um, because people kept giving me money, because I don't know if you know this, but I'm so talented, people assume they have to give me money. Um, yes, yes they do. I, I assume that they do. Either way, um, people kept handing me five pound notes, so that was nice. I got to, got to go in a gazebo, so that was fun. Um, yeah, so that was, that was my Monday. And then, um, Tuesday I had to buy a coat for my grandmother's funeral on the Wednesday. Um, so yeah, for those of you on my Instagram or any social media, you know that I came with a look, a strong look. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good, I, I really put a lot of effort in for this because I expected, this is a reasonable expectation that if your entire family is together, they will take a group photo of all of you, like no matter what. And I want future me to look back and be like, yes, she fucking came with a look. She did her hair. She came in makeup. She was ready for this because like they always, they always do that, don't they? Like it's, it's at this point in being a grown up, the only time you see your extended family is like funerals. Um, because none of us are getting married yet. It's just funerals. So I was, yeah, I was, I was prepared. I brought, I brought, I brought hair, hair curlers and everything and everything. Um, funeral was fine. Funeral was a funeral. Uh, but they did play my album at the funeral because, um, so my, my parents were like, can you record something so that they can play it for the, for the walk-in and then the, like the, the, when they close the curtain and we all have to walk out. And I was like, sure. And so I spent three hours recording Ave Maria going into You'll Never Walk Alone. And um, the crematorium could not use it because they are bad at their jobs. And so my parents like gave them one of my CDs and was like, just play, just play some tracks from the album. And so they did that. And then I walked in and I was like, oh, this sounds tinny. Oh no, oh no. And so um, I think my brother was like, yeah, um, I think it's the speakers. I, I, it's not what the album sounds like. I think it's the speakers. I was like, phew. Um, also I was at a funeral. Just <laughs> sets the tone there. I'm very self-centered and I am a monster. And that's just what we have to deal with in our everyday lives. I didn't get into performing because I wanted to, um, help others or feel empathy. I got into performing because I'm a narcissist who is very self-obsessed and staring at themselves in a mirror on a podcast that is 20 minutes long every single week. That's just me talking. Like if you thought I was a logical sane person at the beginning of this whole endeavor, you are sorely mistaken, sir. Um, so that was fun. And then on Friday I played a, um, the like an admiral insurance corporate awards event um and i i kind of i set up um it was at the exchange hotel which is what i would describe as absolutely fine like it's a fine hotel it's nice i guess it's in a bit of a weird spot um i think actually i think if you're coming to cardiff and you're staying down the bay i would stay there because there it's not 
there's no traffic. You're not next to a main road. It's really lovely. It's like very plush. All it's been reappointed and everything. And I think that's that's where I would stay. I'm sure it has like terrible views. Um, actually, I'm almost certain of that because all the other buildings are taller than it. Um, but yeah, I um, so I was I started playing and then everyone started coming in and there was just like a woman screaming and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself and I'm gonna put in both earplugs because like I already put the one in my right ear because let's be honest, you're playing an instrument right next to your face. Like if I'm gonna have to do that for the next 60 years, I don't wanna, I wanna be able to still hear through the right one. But like, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put both earplugs in and live my truth. Um, and it was lovely. <laughs> it was really nice. <laughs> Would recommend. I was kind of in my own little world and I couldn't really hear anything else, but I could still kind of hear my harp and that was really nice. So uh, make life interesting for yourself. That's what I learned this week. And put both earplugs in. Um, and then I, what did I do yesterday? I did something yesterday and it was, it was a lot. I don't, I don't know what it was. And then, oh yes, yesterday I recorded um, the podcast that comes out on Wednesday with the delightful Crash Wiggly talking about A Star Is Born. You're welcome. You're welcome for our hot takes. Um, yeah, and I missed the uh, She Writes, like, women songwriting workshop thing that my dear sweet friend Naomi Ray was putting on. Why did I miss it? Because I didn't want to have to go something um, that I would have to, like, like write something. That was my main fear. I was like, is this going to be one of these things? Because she does these wonderful, she writes like songwriting sessions that like you, you get to meet all these wonderful female songwriters and it's, it's really nice. And, um, me and um, me and my friend Vicky were put together in a group then not then stranger now friend um and we literally just mucked around for like an hour and it was really fun and I just I don't want to have to go and be creative and work if I can just sort of hang out uh so I was mainly concerned that it was going to be one of these like one of these like hangout things. So I didn't go and I kind of, I kind of wish I had, uh, because I feel like it would have been fun networking wise. Everyone knows I love a network, but also I am incredibly annoying. So I would be like, oh, you don't work full time as a musician. So sad, uh, because I'm an asshole, just a full fucking asshole. Um, yeah, so that was it. And then teaching, I taught, um, taught my students. I have two students. I have a, another one. Yep, I know. I can never tell if I'm bad at teaching or if I'm bad at teaching. I I kind of, I've gotten to the point where I've realized in my life that um, teaching is not my forte, but I can do it if asked. Like if I prepare, cause like my mother is a teacher. For years, my mother is like the fun teacher as well. Um, and I am, I think I'm a fine teacher. I don't think I'm gonna, like, I'm not a Shelley Fairplay type. Like, I'm not a Deborah Henson Conan. You're not gonna learn new and exciting things that you take with you to the rest of your life, but you will learn um, how to play an arpeggio pretty good and how to play a couple of pieces nicely, I guess. And I think you'll be better for it. I don't know. I, I Like, part of me, part of me creates these lessons wherein I teach something that, kind of 
eliminates the need to do like, oh, can you play a scale for me? Because I'm teaching them like pieces that have scales in it and being like, this is a scale. Look at that. Do the fingering correctly and you're doing a scale and we don't have to do scales. Isn't that nice? Um, but I don't, I don't know anymore. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of a week. It's been a bit, I'm not going to lie to you kids. It's been a bit of a week. And I did do an Instagram story where I talked about the thing that I am talking about now. Um, and then I deleted it because continuity is not my friend. And it kind of looked like I was coming into my office like three times. Like every, every point I was just sort of like wandering into my office because it was doing so many takes of the same thing that I was like, oh, I'm just wandering into my office. Oh, I'm coming back into my office. Like there was no wandering out. I need that to be very clear. It was very much like from the door to my harp, from the door to my harp. And then suddenly I'm in the kitchen. Um, and I feel like that really didn't resonate or make sense. Um, and also I didn't want to put it up and then my mother see it and be worried about me. Uh, that's the main thing. I'm like, please don't be worried about me, mother. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Um, yeah. So like this month I have like a lot of like big payments coming up, um, and so I kind of started the week being quite concerned about that. I think it was like Tuesday. I was like, oh God, but like, it's fine. It's, it's fine because like I am earning 800 pounds this week. So like I knew the money was there anyway, but I have like, so I signed up to do a wedding fair in January and it's 350 pounds. I had to pay my mortgage, which is 400 and I had to pay my car insurance excess at the end of next week. Um, which is 250, you know, from when that deer hit me. Yeah. Yeah. This is, a, I've really played the long game with this and put it at the worst time. Um, honestly, probably the best time to be fair. I did do a one woman show and album in the summer. So that probably wasn't the best time to fix a car. Whereas now, luckily I have weeks where I don't have gigs so I can get my car in to be serviced. I know what a stroke of luck. What a stroke of luck. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was, um, that was it. And then I kind of had a lot of points about kind of how to be a freelance musician, you really have to, um, you really have to come from a lot of privilege. Like you have to be able to take quite big financial risks and you have to be able to be like, if I like, like if I don't, if I can't afford this, my parents will cover it or something like that. Because like my parents did offer to pay my voluntary excess, which is nice. Um, but for me, it's like, oh, I like to be able to like at least have the money to pay the person and then be reimbursed for it because then you feel a little bit more like a grown up than being like, I don't have any money. Please help me. I'm a musician. I'm 14,000 pounds a year. Just help me. Um, yeah, but I think that's just sort of like, that's just sort of a thing that, that I, th I think we don't talk about enough, especially with freelance musicians and in the arts, especially, um, because we all pretend money doesn't exist, but like, for me, like the main, the main thing about this week has been that I am, I'm ahead on my rent by a month. So I don't have to, so if in doubt, I can just skip 
a month and then pay it in later and catch up over the summer when I have like weddings when wedding season kicks back in I can just catch up then and so that was kind of the main thing but like for a lot of the time you're waiting for gigs to pay you and you're like is this money gonna be in my account by the time that I need it to pay rent to pay car insurance to pay anything um and I think that is a massive barrier especially with freelance musicians because you have to have the money in order to spend the money um and you're kind of constantly waiting for gigs to pay you and another thing we're really missing in the arts is just a frank and transparent discussion on money and privilege and the way in which that kind of intersects a lot into the arts and why it's such like a a field dominated by white women and white people and white men. I like saying white. Um, Michelle Buteau does it and I have um, adopted it into my language. Um, Yeah, but like no one says numbers. So like no one is like, oh, I got paid 350 pounds for this gig. Oh, I got paid 500 pounds. And so we like create this younger generation that has no idea how much to charge for things. And so we're literally just setting ourselves up to be undercut by like the younger generations who are like just coming out from uni being like, I guess I'm doing this for a hundred pounds. I once did, I shit you not, a wedding for 50 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this was like quite a way into it. And it was because, I will tell you why, dear sweet friends, it was because I did it all via text. And for some reason, the bride didn't see the one in front of the 50 and paid me 50 pounds and did it all through cash. And there was no invoice because I was like, just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Nothing, because it was all via text. I couldn't invoice her. And so... I got paid 50 pounds for this wedding, um, which was, yeah, like that's insane. So my very, very important tip for all musicians, do everything via email so that you have a paper trail and invoice, 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 and put a 15% per day late payment fee on payments over 50, uh, over 30 days because you need the money. Um, that is something that actually you can apply that to any industry you are in. If you are writing for someone, if you are, I don't know, plumbing or whatever the nonsensical thing you do is, just stick a late payment fee on there and I don't know, threaten legal action, I guess. Um, there's a union for everything. Yeah. So that was like something that I just like, it, it drives me mad because when I was at school, and university, especially when I was at university training to be like a classical mezzo soprano, thank you, the training has paid off. Um, I am wearing a shawl, thank you. Like no one was talking about money, es- like especially professional musicians, none of them were talking about how much they're getting paid for things, how much things cost, like especially with harpists, like I have a 10,000 pound harp, who the who do you think paid for that? Like, I didn't pay for that. I don't earn that much even in a year, some years. Um, <laughs> clearly my parents bought it. And I think we we get to this point where we're kind of like, it's all of us white people just looking around like, why are we all white in this industry? And it's because of this nonsense. And because we're not transparent and because we don't set up, we don't like, especially with arts funding, we give money to people who have already done projects and have a track record. We don't often give people like money for their, for like their ideas that they want to continue on. You have to have a certain amount of money to be able to get 
thousands of pounds worth of money especially like like with the with the um interview with Shane Nichols where he's like we had to like we found out through this about this grant through uh um information request freedom of information request and we so much in this industry as well we equate wealth we equate like success to money and a lot of the times that's just not what what it's about um like for so with a sky in a room for example i was being paid 120 pounds a week to do it i don't think that's right i think it was 180 uh which is not a livable wage um but yeah and it didn't come through the money didn't come through until after the project because they put us on like the payment they put us on the museum's payroll so like you had to have money going into this project in order to pay all your rent and everything and as a freelance musician and as a freelancer half the time you're living very much hand to mouth um and i think we just need to have more discussions about this nonsense about this nonsense yeah, I wanted to end on a fun note, which is, um, first of all, the Exchange Hotel has 12 chandeliers in its main hall, which is excessive. And secondly, I'm really enjoying Anna Kendrick's ads for Hilton.com on Instagram, because I think it's the finest acting she has ever done. And with that, dear sweet friends, wow, um, I will leave you. And I hope you have a good week. I hope you learn. I hope you communicate. I hope you come up with your own points to share it with the younger generation and even with the older generation and your friends, I guess. Bye, everyone.